Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, A. Howard in the house. A. Howard. What's up, Quinn? What's up, Allie? How are you? Pretty good. I This is recovery week for me. Okay. Um, last week was the big wedding. Logan and I were talking about that. You binged a little bit? A little too much wine? Oh, a little too much my. vino? Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm saying I ran around like a chicken with my head cut off running errands for like seven days, it felt like. Who out of the chicken crossed the road? Take it the left and the right. Right. So but I made those, it. You were one of those friends and they're like every time there's something... You're like, I'll do it. Oh, I'm I got all it. in. You got I love it. it. Really? I love it. I make lists and I run around. It's fantastic. Good for you. That's fantastic. So, so you're in recovery week. What What does that look like? What are you doing? Well, I should be laying on the couch doing nothing, but, but I'm just working. doing whatever yeah. I want. I mean, you could yeah. lay down on this couch, I guess. It'll be a little weird. But could I? This yeah, afternoon? A little, no, little siesta? Yeah, a little siesta in the <laughs> office. What's no, Allie doing? What I'm doing siesta? is I have an apartment I'm moving into in August, but I already have it. So my thought was, I'm not the kind of person that moves like four and a half things over the course of days on end at a time. I'm like, nah, I'm going to get the U-Haul and I'm going to load it to the brim and we're just going to get this done. I'm out of town that day, by the way. Ah, shoot. Logan will help. I don't know what day it is, but I'm definitely not. Daniel and Logan, I'll mark them in. I'm long past. You know, it used to be you go through these phases. You might be in that phase right now since you're moving Mm -hmm. where friends are like, hey, you know, I'm moving on Saturday. John's coming over with his truck. You mind helping out? And you're always like, yeah. And you get the proverbial pizza and beer at the end as payment. Yeah, Logan's probably in that phase. phase. (laughs) But I'm, you know, past that phase. Now, Now I'm like... Let me give you three moving companies that you mm-hmm. should, you know, because number one, my back won't handle it. That's number well, one. Well, let me tell you, one of my friends, this is brilliant. She had a moving truck come to her house. She loaded the truck and then she paid people to unload it. Mm. And I actually liked that a lot because when you're loading the truck, you get to be strategic about what goes on there, what doesn't. Mm. You're not worried about things breaking quite as much. And then once you get to your new house, you're exhausted. And we went to go get lunch, and we hung out, and we just watched men who are way more capable of unloading this than we are just carry things in and out of the house for hours. It was amazing. We've had to move the office over time. We've had several offices in our iteration of business as we've grown. And finally, I don't know, the last two moves, which I know were years and years ago, but a company comes in, packs it all up. You you move you like work from home for two days and then you come into the office. That's it's pretty glorious. nice. Yeah, I would say that if if my wife and I ever moved again, which she would kill me if I ever said we're moving. I mean, it would just be, <laughs> and I would. She said, "Hey, I'd like to move." I'm like, no, but it would have to be built in that. And I know this sounds terrible. People would be like, "You'd spend money on that." I'd have to. Like, I just I cannot. Uh, take that level of of stress in my life at this stage in life. I, oh, there's just no pain. way I would do that. Absolutely Let me not. tell you the worst part to me, and this is what we're up against right now: the food. I do not want to move the food, so we're doing a mm. cabinet purge. Yeah, and my two week interim roommate and I have decided we're going to try to be as strategic as possible, 
and make like crazy meals to try to use up those spaghetti noodles or whatever. We're like dusting off the boxes in the back of the pantry. We're going to eat it. Let's do it. I wrote an article about AI being an inning one, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. And I gave, I was just gutturally giving, because I was talking to somebody on a plane and they were like, really, you think that this is just beginning? I'm like, oh yeah, like you have no idea. And they're like, well, what do you, give me some examples. So I I just cited some, I was like, well, Kentucky has 11,000 teachers that are short. We we are short 11,000 teachers in the state of Kentucky. Uh, Why can't we program AI to, you know, replace or, or supplant? you know, some of the missing teachers and, and kids can use that as, as their classroom and they could either do it from home or, you know, in the classroom. I know it's not the perfect solution, but it certainly could help. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I said, you know, we often have all these random ingredients in our house. I said, wouldn't it be great if we could just go to Amazon, you know, Echo or, or our Siri and be like, Siri, you know, noodles, uh, <laughs> butter, uh, two grapes, olives, and, you know, a piece <laughs> two of grapes? cheese. I don't know. Whatever. I'm making this up. <laughs> and, and they come up with five recipes with links to YouTube on how to make it. So I wrote that, and, and I wrote several other ideas. And I had a previous student who sent a, a, me a note and said, there's an AI app that does that. So there's an AI app when you are purging. Now, you might just want to be creative on your own. But wouldn't it be cool to give those ingredients, put those ingredients in, and get seven recipe ideas of what to make? What was the name of the app? Not a sponsor, you by no the idea. way. I oh, gotta look it up. I'll have to look. Yeah, I use an app called Meal Lime, which I think does that. Mm. Not a sponsor. Is it AI induced. I like how you're throwing that in. By the way, that's yeah. kind of cool. You have to put that caveat yeah, in all sponsor. the time. <laughs> um, that one, it will like create two recipes. It's great for when you're like single or it's just you and one other. Because if I want to make like chicken pasta of some sort well now i have all these spaghetti noodles i don't necessarily want pasta again that week mm. so it helps to like recycle ingredients I and i think it. What's you can that punch called? it in meal lime not a pot not a, maybe not i need to just sit down and punch everything in i mean it I reminds me of and this is different but in along the same lines and i just think this is where everything's going is we have this big box of legos stray legos and do you, do you know there's an app out there that's ai um, uh, backed or whatever, whatever you call it, uh, the foundation is AI that you spread out all the Legos, you take a picture of it, and it gives you various things you could make. No way. And then you can download the instructions. What? I did not know that. That's yeah. amazing. It's unbelievable. That's brilliant. No! Yeah, so we have this big box of Legos that just sat around and kids would make random stuff, but now they actually can make various things. It's, it's amazing. Doesn't that in some ways take the fun out of it, though? The creativity out of it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, it's another option. I mean, I can only make the same car or plane, you know, so many times. That's true. Or house. Mm -hmm. Like, those are my three go-tos when I see a big box of Legos. Like, if I see wheels, we're making a car. If I see some plane parts, we're making a plane. If not, we're building a house. Like, that's all I got. (laughs) When in doubt. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of sponsors, we do have a sponsor. It's Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E, of which... Allie is a part of. She is a CPA, MBA, CTY. I don't know. I just made that up. I mean, we need like other letters. Like <laughs> you're my person. Like I want to. I want to see you get as many letters behind oh, your my. name as you can. <laughs> I mean, someday you'll be a CFP, and then you'll be a. So you'll be a CPA, an MBA, a CFP. What else could you get? I don't know. Something else. I'll work on a list. We'll That'd see. That'd be fun. I don't know. But Jewel Financial, powerful planning for people. 
all across the United States. Visit us on the web, Jewel, J-O-U-L-E, financial.com. All right, we got a question today, a good one from Ambar. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, DIY Money. I'm Ambar. I'm a big fan of the show. Been listening for a while. Originally from Puerto Rico, but staying in New York right now. So my question is, I'm a grad student, which means I don't make much money, but I have a lot of goals I would like to be saving for. For example, my daughter's education, down payment for a house, retirement, etc. And I don't know if I should be focusing on one goal at a time until I increase my income, or if I should take whatever little money I have left at the end of the month and divide that between all my goals. Hope you guys can uh, help me out. Thank you. Okay, Ambar, thanks so much for that question. It's a good one. I brought Allie on specifically to address this because I think she's going to be sort of in line with where you are in your stage of life. Uh, but I do want to. I do want to give my two cents. But I first want to say I want to go to Puerto Rico so bad. <laughs> Where I grew up in upstate New York, we had – I grew up in a school. I was a minority. Majority of our school and my classmates were Puerto Rican. Some of my best friends growing up were Puerto Rican, and I always had an affinity for that area. I now see friends, those same friends on social media and others that go back or visit, and they spend time there. I just had a friend who spent, all, I think, two months there. Uh, and I just, I love it, and I want to go. So I'm super motivated now that Ambar sent that question in. And she went from Puerto Rico to New York, which is great. I want to know <laughs> where in New York you are. I'm going to say Brooklyn. I feel like everybody goes to Brooklyn. Anyways, okay. My two cents, and I want to hear Allie break this down a little bit, is it's similar to the debt snowball, in my opinion, in that with a debt snowball you focus on the smallest debt, and you tackle that, you get that done, it gives you momentum, it gives you the energy and enthusiasm to keep going because you're going to hopefully knock that out fairly quickly. You use that payment along with any other margin you have to attack other debts. I'm going to say the same applies to this with a little bit of prioritization. It's not based on the size, but it's got to be prioritized based on the time or you know, kind of the desire, et cetera. So, for example, you might want to be saving for an automobile in the next five years. Uh, you also want to find, buy a house, but if you don't get the automobile, you're never going to get the house, and you know that kind of thing. So, I would prioritize the automobile. I would, you know, figure out you know the amount you want. You'd be putting that down. I mean, you can't. We live in a society where people think they can do everything, and you just can't. I mean, you have to have this delayed gratification. You mentioned nothing about this, but I'm going to go on this little tangent. And that goals sometimes take a very long time. So sure, everybody wants the new car. They want to save a million dollars in the dividend portfolio so they never have to work, and they want to buy the beautiful house. You can't do it all at once. So you got to kind of pick and choose your battles. I personally believe you should prioritize uh, based on a variety of things that you deem important, and then attack that goal, then the other, then the other. What say you, Allie? I like that. I've never thought about it as the same kind of methodology as the debt snowball, but that's a good way to look at it. And you mentioned this too. I think it's important to, to some extent, rank these goals as well. So you mentioned retirement as one of your goals, which retirement is treated a little bit differently, typically, because for most people, it is the largest goal and the furthest away. 
So you get the benefit of time value of money to grow those earnings over time. Here's what I'll say too. As someone who was just in grad school, and as you said in the question, didn't have a ton of money either, I think it can be really frustrating to be in this season because you know you have these goals. For me, um, in the next few years, I know that I'll probably purchase another car. I would like to put a down payment on a house. I have loans and all of these other things. It can be really hard to feel like you can get ahead and make any progress towards any goal. So I like your idea of kind of using a debt snowball method picking one goal that you can really hone in on and focus on that's coming up more near term and then using that momentum. I think the biggest key for this phase of life is mostly going to come in building in discipline. Right now you may only be able to save, you know, $100, $200 towards these goals and it may seem like they're never going to come, but getting in the habit ahead of time of building in that discipline allows you once you do have more income to already have that set aside mentally, that 20% or 10% or whatever percent can just go straight to that. I will also say, too, something that jumped out at me in this question along the lines of discipline is she said at the end of the month, whatever's left, I put towards those goals. Mm. Here's the challenge. If you're saving at the end of the month, you will never get there. Good pickup. You'll never get there because if it's whatever's left over, There's not discipline in that. Wow. But if you can start at the beginning of the month and say, okay, whatever happens, 10% is going towards this. Fantastic. You're going to get there so much quicker. You dropped the mic on that. I missed that totally. And that's the most important piece in this whole question. All right. I'm glad to see you got a little bit of spark in you. You nailed it. Oh, Ambar, you're, you're, you're backwards. It's backwards. You're right, Allie. First of all, identify the goal. What's the goal and how much is needed? What can you put? What have you built into your margin or what have you built into your budget so that you have excess that you're putting into your expense sheet every single pay period? And more than likely, it should come out first. It shouldn't come out last when things are left over. It should come out first. It's the only way you're going to hit that goal or objective. Bam. Nice job, Allie. That was really good. So, you know, the other thing I'll add is put things in context. You have these these long-term 18, 20-year goals. So, for example, when we were, uh, you know, saving for, I don't know, a new car, we had that as an objective, but I'm not going to replace saving for my kids' college funds So in their, in their custodial account. So every month, I've, I've talked about this ad nauseum, Pay period comes in. First thing off the top is tithe. I, I mean, I it almost I'm a little bit OCD about it because I I feel like I have to get that done before anything else comes out. I know, I know that's that's ridiculous, but when I say it loudly, it even sounds more ridiculous. But I got to get that out of the account. So ten percent, boom, gone. Then immediately thereafter, we have the accruals come out. So things that I have once a year that are going to be expenses, which include things like insurance, taxes, etc., as well as Christmas, uh, vacations, etc., things that I'm going to be budgeting for, they come out. Then underneath that are the kids' college savings. So that comes out. Those three things come out right off the top. Then if there's anything left over... I'm putting towards the goal. Then 
I've got all my expenses for the month or my or every two weeks. I know that you go, well, wait a second. How, how does that work? Do you, how do you have money left over? Well, I've already determined what my margin is. I've already determined, go back to the basic principles in DIY money. What the margin is is the difference between the income and the outgo. You're going to have fixed. You're going to have variable expenses. Hopefully, you have margin. The margin should be then allocated immediately as Ali said. Nice job, A. Howard. That was really good. Anything else you want to add? I think that's it. I would also encourage you, something that I'm currently wrestling with, so this is fresh for me. You want to, you want to lay not, down on the couch talk I'm, about it? That'll be after. We'll, okay. we'll, that's a long rant, so we'll save it. Um, don't be too rigid on the timeline of your goals. I think that when I try to say, okay, like not long ago, I was like, okay, three years from now, I'm buying a house. Let's do it. But then when I looked at all of my other goals, I realized that may not be a realistic timeline. And that's okay. So recognize that your goals are always going to change. And don't get bogged down in this feeling of, well, I can't do anything that I want to do. Like you said, Quint, you can't achieve and purchase everything in the timeline that you necessarily see. But don't let that discourage you from continuing to save for those goals over time. I'm going to challenge you a bit. Okay. All right. Here's my challenge. I think there's a happy medium between what you just discussed, meaning... You qualitatively desired this goal in the next three years. And then you quantitatively looked at it and go, that's not going to happen. I believe you set the qualitative goal. I want to buy a house. You then run the numbers to determine quantitatively when it's realistic, and that becomes your goal. If you want to shave time off of that, something has to change. You could buy a house in three years. That's true. You could, but you might have to pick up a side hustle where you work every weekend. Right. You choose not to do that. That's okay. Right. But the goal, I, I do this to this day. I have big goals still. Quantitatively, I know when they're going to be realistic. And most of my big goals right now are realistic when I'm like 80, mathematically. That doesn't fly with me. I don't want to do some of the things that are these big goals when I'm 80. So I have to explore my brain and go, how do we... How do we make that a little bit better? How do we how do we get that, you know, and that takes time and it takes choice and it takes sacrifice and it takes these exploratory, you know, kind of I don't know, thought processes to figure out is it a goal that I do want to hit sooner. So I don't don't give up on the timeline. Set the timeline or it'll never happen. Similar to what you just picked up with Ambar. But set the timeline based on when it quantitatively can happen, mathematically can happen. If you don't like that, if you determine that's in 10 years, you might have to make some adjustments. Agreed. I'm on it. I love it. I'm going to lay on the couch and we can talk about my goals after this. This is great stuff. (laughs) Man, DIY firing on all cylinders today. A. Howard in the house. That was fantastic. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. 
This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.